0: Now before uh, Ted begins with the prelude, I want to I remind you that we have a prelude and a postlude, and they have prepared for both, and I'm, I'm really excited for both of them, and I hope you enjoy it. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship.
1: i stand amazed in the presence of jesus the nazarene and wonder how he could love me a sinner condemned unclean how marvelous how wonderful and my song shall ever be How marvelous, how wonderful Is my Savior's love for me He took my sins and my sorrows He made them His very own He bore the burden to Calvary And suffered and died alone How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. When with the ransomed in glory His face I at last shall see, T'will be my joy through the ages To sing of His love for me. How marvelous, how wonderful And my song shall ever be How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me, is my Savior's love for me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me. Jesus to Calvary did go. His love for man kind to show what he did there brought hope from despair oh how he loves you oh how he loves me oh how he loves you and me and oh how he loves you Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you and me.
0: My scripture this morning is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. If you'd like to follow along as I read aloud, it's found in your pew Bibles on page 109. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Now remember, this is the breathing, it's the pneuma, it's what we uh, slightly attribute to the ruach of God, the Hebrew word ruach, where in Greek it's pneuma, the life-giving, earth-shattering, creating voice of God. And Jesus says... Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put his finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. have you have you believed because you have seen me blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe now jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written about in this book well thank you very much for that but these are written so that you may come to believe that jesus is the messiah the son of god and that through believing that you may have life in his name may god bless the reading of god's holy scripture amen I love this passage of scripture because what I think is what we want to be thinking about what is truly sufficient for faith is the poof Jesus appears I think if I ever decide to preach this sermon again it's going to be the title is going to be poof Jesus has no battery died nope the mic fell Ah, ah. poof the mic fell down was all for effect we do this all the time but the sermon should be called poof jesus appears i don't know if you all caught that but the doors are shut and then jesus just appears and just to calm them down he says peace be with you don't don't run away and hide notice that the disciples are hidden thomas isn't there for whatever reason but in the midst of the story he just poof there he is and he tries to calm them down and then just because he doesn't want them to think something bad has happened, he says, look, 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 wait, look, look at my hands. Feel the hole in my side. And all of a sudden, they believe. Have you guys ever had that moment? When, when you have had this extremely amazing, godlike moment, and you, you go to a place with a bunch of your friends or your family, and you come in, and you're like, you're, you're just so excited that you almost... Talk as fast as Josh does, and you start telling the story, and they're all like, "Oh, wait, 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 what's going on? I just saw Jesus. It was amazing. I saw the holes in his hands and the hole in his side, and it was it was amazing. and 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 You got to come see. Now let's think about this for a second. The, the reality of this is is that when somebody comes to you with that type of an excitement and that type of enthusiasm. We're like Thomas. Right. Who did you just see? What just happened? I mean, I I get the fact that you kind of felt like you saw Jesus or you, you thought you saw Jesus. But, you know, there's no way that you saw Jesus. We all saw him die. We saw him put into the ground. You all saw that, right? You remember this. This happened. How is it possible that you saw Jesus die? Now, see, I I think Thomas gets played in the wrong character way too often. I don't think there's anything wrong with him doubting. I think in a lot of aspects, I think he gets gets bad uh, publicity. Let's think about this for just a second. He spent the last three years of his life watching this Jesus person that he has decided to follow raise people from the dead he's he's watched him do miracles that no other human being has ever been able to do he healed people with leprosy he healed people that were lame and could not walk he took blind people and made it so that they could see and for everything that happened he was still executed and he's not i think the gospel writer has something here is not in the room when the disciples first appear You know the disciples that for some reason john wants you to understand they they just don't get it a lot of the time you know that i i was thinking about this after the a15 service they could have ended the 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 scripture right there and jesus appeared just like the gospel the other gospels do right the synoptics jesus appears one of them he has breakfast with them another one of them he he, uh, he sends them out with a great commission mark they just run away and hide there's no there's no happy ending, you know, there is a second ending but we don't really claim that one very often. John has this interesting story where Jesus appears to his disciples and Thomas is not in the room. He shows all of the disciples his hands and his side and and then and then and they go and they tell Thomas and they're like, "Hey, this this happened. It was it was amazing and Thomas Thomas is like you know what I don't think I really want to talk to you guys anymore I don't think I really want to have anything to do with you anymore Peter you know you got to hang out with him in the garden you got to witness with him you you saw all of these things that we didn't get to see you saw the the transfiguration moment and and I didn't get to see that and yet here you are you're telling me that this happened and you denied him three times Why should I believe you? Look at our brother Judas. Just last week, he took and he sold out our Messiah for 30 pieces of silver and then hung himself. I mean, look, gosh, we have so much stuff going on. And you have the audacity to come into me and tell you that you saw Jesus. How dare you? I'm not going to believe you until I see it with my own eyes. You see, that's why Thomas, I think, it's bad press. That's us. We, we want to know that Jesus truly physically resurrected from the grave. We want to see it, and yet we can't. We talk about it in metaphor, metaphors and allegories, and we talk about it in stories, how we see the presence of God and Jesus in the faces that are in front of us. And yet at the same time, we are exactly like Thomas. We want to see the hands. We want to touch them. We want to know for real. That Jesus is really there in front of them. Now, I don't think that when Jesus says, do you, do you believe just because you felt this? I don't, I don't think that Jesus is chastising him like we've preached it for so many centuries. I, I think it's because the gospel writer of John is so brilliant that he is figured out because gospel of John was written much later than the first three gospels that we talk about. And the church is finally starting to understand itself and they still don't get it it's just kind of like them they they created a committee and they're trying to figure out how they're supposed to tell the story of jesus and the one thing that they can all agree on is is that he resurrected which is why it ends off at verse 30 and he did all these under wonderful things but they're not written in this book because we didn't have enough paper you know it's just like okay that makes a lot of sense thank you john but the idea here is is that he's saying after jesus died There were a lot of people anthropologically that were coming around saying, I am Jesus, you should follow me. And they were corrupt, bad people. And we know they existed. And there were other people that came in and said, I'm an apostle or I'm a disciple of Jesus. You should come and follow me because I know the right way. And they were corrupt and bad people. And everyone started to say, we need to see the proof. Show us the fruits of your labor. was in that moment that thomas the writer of john said this is what the church has reduced itself to because there are some of us that cannot believe without seeing and then that's okay what what do you mean it's okay to have doubt it's okay to be worried that you're doing the wrong thing. It means that you're trying. Thomas has every right to be upset. He is in a room full of people that betrayed the one and true savior of the world. And they all did it in the name of the one they betrayed. And they're all hanging out together. They're eating pizza and hanging out and all of a sudden, poof, Jesus appears and says, peace be with you. And Thomas is like, what? And I didn't get to be in the room again? And then they're there just coincidentally a week later, like us today, after we celebrated the risen Christ and we're all sitting together in a room and there's not 171 people here when we say, oh, look, there's the presence of God, the whole room is filled. And we know because we believe in something that we haven't seen. So what truly is sufficient for our faith it's those moments of doubt that make us stronger it's those moments of doubt that gives us the opportunity to hear and to stretch our understanding and faith in something that we've not physically seen but we know really exists and i think if we're being honest i think we're all waiting for that poof and jesus appears in the room and says josh i love your tie and I would say, like I'd normally do, thanks, Madeline picked it out. I think the part that's amazing is when we think about what's truly sufficient for our faith, it's that step forward. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I accept him as my personal Savior. Why does that matter so much? It's because I'm saying I believe in something that I haven't seen. I have seen it in other people. I've seen it in this place of worship. I have seen it in the world and it brings me hope. When the church celebrates Easter, it also celebrates the beginning of its mission. For John, the church's ongoing life as a community of faith, as the people who continue Jesus's work in the world for us it is the church begging to see the presence of god in the form of jesus and jesus's followers if we have a mountain size thing in front of us of doubt jesus removes that mountain with something as small as the size of a mustard seed. Just think about that for a minute. Jesus can remove mountains with something the size of a mustard seed. I don't think that I have a problem with Thomas's doubt because he is as human as we are here in this room. Hmm. Thomas was a realist. He didn't believe in fairy tales. His questions were direct. But he definitely wanted to believe in something other than the human aspect of what the divine really was. And here we are. In 2023. Asking God to continue that ministry. With a truly sufficient faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: I wandered so aimless, a life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Just like a blind man, I wandered along worries and fears I claim for my own then like the blind man that God gave back his sight praise the Lord I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light no more darkness no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light I was a fool to wander and stray But straight is the gate and narrows the way Now I have traded the wrong for the right Praise the Lord, I saw the light Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Praise the Lord, I saw the light.